Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Together What If. Today is Mother's Day, and we have a special treat. Jamie, tell us what we're doing today. So, it being Mother's Day, we're going to talk to a wonderful mother. I'm reminded of, um, in the letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul starts out kind of introducing himself, and then he kind of makes reference to Timothy. And I love what he says in there at the very beginning. He says, um, I am reminded of your faith passed down to you from your mother and your grandmother. There's something to be said about a faith that is being passed down. And so that's why we've invited the Norton family to come and join us today to have a conversation about passing our faith down to one generation to the next. Yeah. So I'm going to let you introduce yourselves. I got Emily. Um, my name's Emily Cisco. Um, I Emily Norton Cisco, and um, I have been a member since birth here at Gainesville First. At Gainesville First. Yep. And who do you have with you? Yeah. This is um, my grandmother. <laughs> I'm Betty Verson Norton, and I've been a longtime member of this church. And I'm Frank Norton Jr., and I have been a member of this church 66 and a half years. Yeah. So we have a legacy right here among you three. And so this was very intentional having you come today. I am in a centering prayer group with you, Mrs. Norton, and we've talked about the threads of faith. We've talked about how we, how our family connections keep us grounded and connected together. And we talked about, you said that you had influences on you. So I wanted just to you to talk about that a little bit. Well, the story of the Norton family and Gainesville first goes back or really started in 1928 when William Lafayette Norton and brought his wife, Eliza Norton, and two children to Gainesville. And uh, this was in the middle of the Depression, but one of the first things they did was join the church. They were witnesses to the tornado that happened in downtown Gainesville. Mm -hmm. And as stewards of the church, they ministered to the survivors who gathered at Gainesville First Church. The church also became a morgue for those who unfortunately did not survive. So I became a member upon marrying my husband, Frank. So we were married in 1954 in the chapel of the Gainesville First Methodist Church, a small wedding, a lovely chapel. And uh, he had, uh, during his time uh, growing up, he had uh, uh, been a, uh, a, a strong member of the church, and uh, he had been a Boy Scout and had earned his Boy Scout, uh, uh, his eagle, uh, during that time, and uh, uh, just even through college time. Uh, he had attended the church. So my mother-in-law was a great influence on me. Mm -hmm. I, had, uh, I had traveled around. I had chosen Bernal because it was a school that I could stay for four years, and that was wonderful. 
and the church then gave me roots as well. So, uh, you know, I always called her Mrs. Norton. In those days, you did that. You were <laughs> very polite. So she introduced me to church activities, uh, to the uh, Women's, uh, uh, Women's Association. No, Women's Society, I think it was called, uh, which I became head of at one time. Uh, and I taught Sunday school. And during that time, I was a stay-at-home mom and raising three children. We, the, I took the children to Sunday school, to vacation Bible school, and then to church, to church services. One thing that we almost had as an expectation was that we would sit as a family with our grandparents mm -hmm. and any other Norton that would show up. And uh, we did that. And, and it was, I, I guess it was a requirement because when they got to be teenagers, they, they wanted to go and sit with a friend. I said, no, you know, the Nortons sit together as a family. So the, I feel like there has been a thread of, of, uh, that tightened our personal relationships, even outside the church and gave us strength to do what we needed to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pass this on <laughs> to my firstborn, <laughs> Frank. Thank you. Um, some of my earliest memories um, are church. Um, my two longest friends were also members of this church, uh, Kathy Kirkpatrick and Jones Andrews, and we still are friends today. Um, but I do remember as a small child being sat next to my dad, between my dad and my grandmother. Mm -hmm. The firmness of my father and the soft mink stole of my grandmother, which I tended to rub during the sermon, whatever that was. And that sort of soothed me going to church, serving as an acolyte. And um, I, I will tell you that... Um, Dee Shellnut and I were friends, and one of my memories was as Dee Shellnut, uh, a, preacher's a preacher's kid, knowing all of the nooks and crannies of that old church mm. and being able to climb up to the belfry and ring the bell about 8.30 at night. <laughs> downtown. At downtown. Uh, yeah. And um, walking in the attic and seeing all of the dead pigeons, but my life and and social was part of this church. Yeah. Um, whether it was uh, MYF or Boy Scouts, I also am an eagle, um, or playing with friends in the church. It was the center of Gainesville. And I think it still is. I think mm -hmm. it's that heart of what this community brings to a family. And you passed that, le that scout legacy on because you were very involved in scouts. Yes, and I still have some involvement um, in the Eagle Scout program, and I'm very proud that my son is a third-generation Eagle Scout Yeah. Um, in the same troop as his dad and grandfather. Yeah. It's wonderful. And so who... And how, then, how did we get yes, her? And how then, did we get this lovely uh, person Emily here? Emily is my youngest child. <laughs> Um, she has an older sister living in Virginia and um, a brother who lives in Highlands, North Carolina. 
And she now, with great joy, brings three of our grandsons, four and under, uh, to church. And um, it's interesting to see their their enthusiasm going to Sunday school class or um, sitting at Lakeside. Yeah, and Wednesday nights. Yes. That's when I get to see. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's been, it's, you know, you reflect a lot when you have kids on how you grew up and how church was such, it wasn't an option. We just went on Sundays. We went on Wednesday nights. Um, I remember the bacon bits at the salad bar (laughs) on Wednesday nights. Uh, Those memories that are just so ingrained Mm -hmm. in your childhood, and you want to provide that for your children as well. And um, even though that they're they're very young, I have a four-year-old, a two-and-a-half-year-old, and a one-and-a-half-year-old, but we I'm starting to see those seeds that I've planted mm-hmm. grow and hear my, the curiosity of my four-year-old and ask about how how is Jesus related to God? Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of those questions that you're like, you're four. <laughs> Are you there yet? <laughs> That's right. But, yeah. He is, and he's curious, and it's that curiosity and, and knowing how to feed that curiosity from the, the other generations. That's right, yeah. So. And so y- y'all are a pretty tight-knit group, and you have um, you have always kind of supported the church. How is, how's, like, the church supported you? I mean, how have you felt like— um, your faith with God has, has intersected your family and here, and how, how's that grown? Because I know that life's not always smooth sailing. You know, um, we appreciate the, the little touches. And I think a church that is community-centric has the little touches, whether it is um, seeing somebody in the grocery store and being super friendly as opposed, because you have that connection of church, Mm -hmm. or our grandson had some um, um, post-birth issues with his heart, and just the calls from the pastor Mm -hmm. to my line, Mm -hmm. and to pass on the message of hope and love and prayer to my family. Mm -hmm. And that was very, very touching, and the same thing when Dad died. and, and even before when yeah. the pastor who he, at the time we were in the middle of a change of pastors, but the pastor came and visited my dad. Yeah. And, and those are the kinds of little touches that I think a church sometimes misses if you get to be mega mm-hmm. or, or lose your focus that you're so focused on outwardly, but here you're focused first on the parish itself Mm-hmm. And the well-being of the parish itself. That's part and of it. And then secondary, that we are Gainesville's First United mm-hmm. Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. We are Gainesville's yeah. First United Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. Well, I went through several surgeries in my lifetime. Uh, they were all very successful. Uh, thank God. And I appreciated the vis- visits. Yeah. At those times, those little touches and, and uh, remembering uh, who you are. Yeah. And uh, what I hear you saying is that um, it's personal. Like it, it feels personal, like it's warm and it's, it is, it's the love of God for each it's person. The family. It's, it's the family feel. And it's when you are struggling, no matter what you're struggling with or what you're going through at that moment, it doesn't matter. I know when I had a three-week-old, 
having a heart procedure. Um, that's terrifying. So and my parents are outside in the waiting room. We don't know what's going to happen, but it's the family. My parents are supporting me, but it's the church that's supporting him and the mm-hmm. church that's supporting me too. But at the same time, it's, it's creating that family bond and yeah. having that support structure for when you need it, um, no matter what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think everyone has their struggle at some point in their life and having somewhere to have a support system to fall back on, it's important. Yeah. And a support system that helps you through various ages or stages of life. Yeah. With the elder care versus the middle versus the having children versus dealing with that in a parenting class versus oh. the young adults. Parenting all, classes. <laughs> <laughs> all a lot. of those yes. things become woven in the fabric of, of being in a, while we sat on a pew as a family, we're also surrounded by an extended family of the church. Yeah, I love that. And and so I think what I hear you saying is that your faith and church and all of that intersects in a way that someone who doesn't have this, it, it, it's, it's kind of random, but this structure around you connects you to God and helps you sort of like through the pastors and the, and the family around you find God in the middle of the hard stuff see your faith blossom and grow through you know, the middle of the hard stuff. It, it's kind of like a toddler. You you go through the motions and you're waiting for it to click. And then that moment it does click, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, it it's here. It's the same thing with your life. You There's sometimes you just go through the motions, mm-hmm. but it's in those hard moments that you realize that God is there and your church is there. And that's when you really need it. And it makes that routine of just mm-hmm. going through the motions worth it. Yeah, because you see it and it becomes noticeable for you. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the fascinating things is and we were talking earlier before we even went on air is um, and I, I hear you talking about a thread is you, the roots. You're, you said you yeah. talking about the value of, of just putting down roots was for you earlier and just telling us your story. And that's what I'm hearing, too, is this, yeah. that's kind of what the church does for us is it allows us to put down roots. And it's those roots that continue to spread and continue to weave and continue to grow this tree of faith. But a strong forest. Yes. Strong forest has interwoven root systems Mm -hmm. that they really just can't fully understand scientifically where the oaks are meeting the pine trees Mm -hmm. or meeting the grass and they're intertwining to make the network of the forest uh, forest floor, which is what a family does, but what a a church does as well. I had... uh, I experienced great grief with the loss of my husband. Yes. After 67 years of, of working uh, out of the home together in a business and working at home and, and children, I had a great loss. And, and I think, Jamie, I, I've been to you and I cried on your shoulder. And uh, I think that the church uh, has provided... Uh, strength and uh, uh, very welcoming and, and new friends and, 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 and open doors for me that I had closed because I wasn't using those, mm. you know, oh, they were a closet. But uh, I'm, I'm trying now to be uh, more involved. Uh, that's why I go to centered prayer. Yeah. I think that's an, that was an important time. My first uh, uh, visit to them 
when we were praying, I just broke down and just cried and cried. And, they, and these strangers didn't know who I was, and they all came up and, and uh, uh, tried to uh, console me. And I just told them that I, I felt a love in that room that had been missing in my life because of my loss. Oh. And, and so I have gained strength mm -hmm. and uh, appreciation of others and new friends and new interests. It's been very good, very good. That's, it's the, I don't want to say it's the final stage, <laughs> but it, it, I'm reaching that final stage. Yeah. That's a beautiful, so beautiful. So thank you all for joining us today, and thank you for joining us for Together What If. If you would like to support Together What If, you can go to gfumc.com slash give. And as always, you can help us build online bridges to Christ by liking and sharing this content. And so stay tuned for Carson Ball, an, another legacy generation, uh, joining us for You Raise Me Up. See you next week. Stormy seas, I am strong.